You're listening to the Armchair Cricket Podcast. Hello everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Armchair Cricket Podcast, a podcast focusing on test cricket by armchair critics of the game. Well, uh, it's been a couple of weeks since uh, we recorded an episode and it, I'm very happy to uh, do it again with Ajit. So let me welcome him. Hello, Ajit. Hi, Giri. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. It's been a long time since we spoke to each other uh, about mm-hmm. cricket. How are you doing in general? Well, things are good. In terms of how Corona is, uh, let's say, progressing in the Netherlands, I think uh, we've got a mm-hmm. bit of a handle here, it looks like, if you look at mm-hmm. the trends from the last 15 days or so. So, slowly things are getting opened out. So, since 1st of June, as we've already discussed, restaurants are open with limited seating and so on. So, I was able to take a small, uh, let's say, um, one-day vacation recently. It uh, helped me out quite a lot, I thought. How about you? Uh, interesting that you were able to travel. Did, did you meet a lot of people or did you were you on your own basically uh, when you traveled for your short vacation, like you said? I was by myself and uh, okay. I traveled using public transport. Trains are open and not a lot of people traveling at all. Okay. So I chose a remote corner of Netherlands and I went to a city there and spent a whole day more or less for myself just exploring the city. So it was a very nice uh, weather, luckily, and it was a very nice experience, therefore. <laughs> <laughs> Good to hear. As for me, I'm well. I'm continuing my uh, uh, stay-at-home <laughs> regime. Uh, although I do venture out these days for a walk, uh, get some fresh air, and all that, but uh, not much happening, like you said, uh, on uh, on the on the sports side. So I am not able to play badminton. I'm have not been able to go out for a swim. So just just trying to you know keep myself uh, going. Um, which actually brings me to a very sad point. Um, did you hear about the news just in this morning? Uh, one of a very one of the very popular Bollywood actors, uh, Sushant Singh Rajput, the guy who played uh, Dhoni uh, in his biopic, Dhoni: The Untold Story. Apparently, he ended his life. Uh, very very sad news. Did you hear about this, Ajit? Yes, uh, I've had the misfortune of having uh, heard mm. this news this is really really unfortunate a very young person he's i dare say younger than both of us <laughs> and probably in uh, what should be considered as the prime of his life mm. i wonder what went wrong um so it looks like there have been some other uh, deaths uh, in his social circle so mm. there was his uh, former manager who killed herself four days ago on 10th of june but all that being said, it still doesn't uh, sort of uh, sound good to hear such a successful, at least obviously outwardly successful person has decided to take such an extreme step, Kiri. Absolutely. I think it, we have been talking about mental health, especially in the time of Corona. Uh, and everybody is facing some kind of an issue uh, or the other. I mean, let's be honest, we have not been able to go out, meet people like we did in the past. And uh, considering his profession as an actor uh, in Bollywood, um, I mean, I, I don't think there have been a lot of uh, films that have been, uh, you know, uh, uh, actively uh, been, uh, you know, shooting has been has not been taking place for films. So I, he might not have been actively involved uh, in 
any film at the moment. I think there was one of his films which was scheduled for release, uh, but it was postponed, I heard. Uh, I, I can't remember the title. Um, so I, I also don't know what his uh, financial situation was. Maybe that also um, uh, contributed to this. But what I did read uh, was that for the past six months or so, he was under some sort of medication uh, for uh, depression. Uh, so a mental health issue. Um, so I don't know. He was probably uh, in control. It was probably in control. But something must have happened. There was there might have been some sort of a trigger which uh, led him to take this extreme step, uh, which is very, very sad. I, I don't know if he had, if he was in touch with a lot of people uh, from his family or friend circle. Uh, and if anybody saw a sign uh, of this coming, there might have been some subtle signs. Like I think in, in uh, one week ago, there was an Instagram post I, I heard where he was basically uh, indicating that he was missing his mother who unfortunately passed away when he was still a teenager. So there was some, I think there was some sort of an indication there, but this is, you know, this is quite normal. People opening up, this was also appreciated everywhere, right? So if you're not feeling well or if you're, if you're feeling sad, it's, it's okay to express yourself. And mm. I think it, people welcome this in a way especially in these times, like I said. But it really is, you know, um, I cannot stress or I cannot emphasize this enough. Uh, mental health is so much important uh, these days that it, it's probably also some sort of, a, uh, you know, the, the stigma that uh, people carry with them uh, when it comes to mental health in India. Uh, like some people say, you know, it's, it's just today, you know, you're feeling low today. It's okay, it'll go, it, it'll get better tomorrow, don't worry. And not really listen to that person. Uh, you, you probably need a, a shoulder to lean on. I think uh, he might have missed that. Uh, and uh, I'm very, very sad. I mean, I, I have seen that movie that where he has played the role of Dhoni. Of course, he has done quite a good job, uh, to be honest. It was a commercial film, but the part where he has tried to, uh, you know, imitate Dhoni the way he played and all that, I think that was very nicely done. He was a gifted actor. He has also done many more films, I read. But it's such a, such a, you know, sad story to hear, uh, just 34 years uh, young. And uh, yeah, I hope that, you know, his family and friends um, get all the strength uh, to bear with this loss. Um, and if there are people out there uh, who have been suffering uh, without expressing themselves, without being able to tell others what's going on in their life, please find somebody who you can trust uh, you know, to share your uh, feelings with them. Otherwise, it can get uh, accumulated in your system and then something bad might happen. One way or the other, uh, other, you will suffer from it in the end. So I really urge everybody to take care of themselves, especially when it comes to mental health and uh, find somebody who you can confide in. Indeed. Yeah. So that's a sad bit of news, unfortunately. Well said, Giri. Now that is a very nicely put uh, message, I would say. And I hope... You know, uh, those of us especially who live in metropolitan cities or something, opening out to an, another individual might seem like a weakness. Uh, but, you know, you have to lo look past that because sometimes uh, that's what you need. You need a shoulder or, you know, a sounding board uh, who might sometimes appear um, unkind. But at least if you open up and not worry how they'll judge you based on that, it's better that you open up and you say what what you're feeling and rather than live with those dark thoughts that might lead you to such a conclusion so i hope you know any of our listeners who are feeling like this i hope you reach out to a friend to a family member to somebody you trust 
and get it out of your chest or get it get it out of your system don't let let it um, fester as they say right mm-hmm. uh, moving on to slightly sunnier matters yeah both figuratively and uh, literally in this case uh, it was a very nice week last week and last wednesday we were able to practice cricket so for the first time this season i was able to practice cricket with the colleagues of my club let's say or my fellow players it was a very nice experience uh, well i mean frankly it it will be very difficult to uphold all the laws of um mm-hmm. let's say sharing a ball when it comes to those things especially in a net like situation it's very tough to maintain it but we were able to maintain it and it takes a bit longer than a regular net session because of these things but it was nonetheless still very enjoyable i'm looking forward to the practice mm-hmm. uh, later this uh, week giri so that's uh, positive mm-hmm. for me so <laughs> at least i'm really hoping yeah. july 1st is when we start matches you're saying Uh, did, did you also have to share a separate set of balls? Because I know you're a leg break bowler. So did you have to share uh, your own set of, or did you have to use your own set of balls? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We each ah, took okay. our own ball, mm-hmm. and the agreement was that the usually if the batsman defends the ball, he would usually bend and pick it up and give it to you or something like this, right? So because it's a net, mm-hmm. so in this case he had to kick the ball towards you. He was not allowed to or bat it back to you if it if it died or if it fell down on the ground and stayed there. or if it came to you you would only stop the ball somebody else who had to stop the ball would stop it with their foot and kick it to you they wouldn't pick it up so we had come up with some mm-hmm. um, rules like this so that we don't touch the cricket ball that belongs to another let's say person practicing with you something like this right and same with uh, yeah all cricketing uh, equipment pads gloves helmets nothing no sharing and also you i, I presumably also ensured that uh, you did not touch your face uh, with your hands or you tried your best not to mm. I can't quite remember. I I probably tried my best. You know, I I I read a funny joke somewhere on the internet where there was such a suggestion made. Uh, well, take mm. some green chilies, uh, grind them to a thin paste, smear them over your palms, uh, and then go do anything you want. You will never touch mm. your face. I dare say playing cricket, especially spinning yeah. the ball, might be a bit of a tough ask with something slippery like green chili paste on mm. your palm. <laughs> But yeah, it might be worth considering okay. for other things. yeah indeed yeah now there was just a, a joke but uh, it's good to hear finally that you have been able to play some mm-hmm. sort of cricket um so well done <laughs> to you guys uh, keep it going right no i really really look forward to keep going and um, you know i hope we have more more uh, you know at least increasing um, duration of practice and then eventually matches so with the matches again something to work out where would the umpire stand because this umpire would normally be in proximity of the non striking batsman as well as a bowler who runs in so this is also something we are still trying to work out how far away from the wickets behind the wicket can the umpire stand uh, when judging uh, this is something they are still mm-hmm. trying to work out and mm-hmm. whether the bowlers run up have to be you know always angled in you can't run in straight next to the bowler uh, umpire because you are you are always in chance of sort of coming in contact with him so they are they are trying 5 yards away 10 yards away 15 yards away they are trying to see at least in a club cricket scenario it's very tough the keeper will have to be back we have decided the keeper has to stand 5 yards back from the wicket the keeper can't stand up to the wicket even for a spinner but um, for the umpire it's slightly mm-hmm. different so we are trying to see how these things happen right so some things need to be still worked out <laughs> it's becoming more batsman friendly when i hear that uh-huh. the, the keeper not standing up to the stumps uh, you know for a, for a spinner i think it's leaning more in favor of the batsman now Oh yeah. You know this is a very good point you brought up because we've heard a lot of people making appeals 
lot of ex cricketers lot of people who have played international cricket like tendulkar came up with a suggestion if possible uh, it develop a wax with which you can try and also he suggested maybe change the ball more sooner every 50 overs instead of 80 overs in a test match like scenario so that the ball remains fresh and the challenge between bat and ball remains lisa stalekar uh, the former australian captain also made such a you know appeal mm-hmm. many many international cricketers and well known uh, ex and current cricketers have made such a similar appeal right don't uh, let this affect the balance it's already skewed towards batsman don't let it mm-hmm. become even more skewed they're saying now moving on uh, if you were to look at well the first thing we can definitely talk about is the good news that england have confirmed the west indian uh, test itinerary to start from uh, 9 july right so it will be three back to back tests 8 to 12 july in southampton 16 to 28 july in old trafford and 24 to 28 july in old trafford as well and also the other good news on this front is that west indian cricket team has arrived in england so they are currently under quarantine and they have actually landed on english shores and are currently you know observing a quarantine after which they'll start practice kiri that's fantastic so finally this is happening so england is going to start their summer kick start this summer with uh, this three test series and we as test cricket fans you know how much we are waiting for this some form of cricket not just cricket not just test cricket so this is really fantastic news uh, look forward to watching this live if time permits indeed at least listening to it live i hope we have yeah. our uh, alternative cricket commentary channels like guerilla cricket i hope they are uh, also chomping at the bit to cover this uh, cricket right Mm-hmm. I don't know if mm-hmm. test match special will be made available but I would rather switch to Kerala cricket in any case right I'm so used mm-hmm. to them um the other thing unfortunately it brings a small um, you know dip this news that Darren Bravo Shimron Hetmyer and Kimo Paul have decided to pull out of the tour so they were initially named in the West Indian touring party but they have decided to not tour uh, UK for various personal reasons so this mm-hmm. seems like a bit of a blow but then given the circumstances I think it's understandable right Yeah I think only Hetmyer uh, I see Hetmyer as a future and it's 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 sad to see him not play but mm-hmm. Bravo uh, Darren Bravo yeah Darren Bravo is yeah I think it's is also there is is their most experienced batsman right so right uh, in that lineup at least so that's also going to be a big miss for them but Kimopol is an up and coming all-rounder mm-hmm. uh, they might play Alzari Joseph I don't know if Alzari Joseph is also in the squad so um, but yeah, yeah I mean it's it's a bit of a blow yeah Oh, but it doesn't matter i don't care who is playing even if they field a, you know a school team i will go and watch or i will I'll follow <laughs> that doesn't matter we have some kind of cricket so that's good well i mean as we spoke earlier a little bit you know you have to be careful with the balance and that the balance mm. between the bat and ball doesn't go away and certain teams don't end up mm. you know fielding a little bit of a lower strength team but in this case those three can indeed be substituted but you mm-hmm. know bravo was probably more uh, it's a de- it's a danger for his own career i would say alzari joseph mm. uh, will play in place of kimo paul so yeah that's a good thing mm. and kimo paul and shimron hetmyer indeed have time on their side bravo probably doesn't but yeah. then you know needs must if you don't feel comfortable you don't feel comfortable staying away from your family in such and such a time and if it, mm. and it does indeed affect you mentally right so it's better yeah. you stay with your family and feel safe and make sure they're safe rather than be thousands of kilometers away and then don't know which way it's going to go I'm sure yeah, yeah. Uh, we both have similar, such a similar uh, experience in our real life as well, right, Giri? Yeah, yeah. It's it's absolutely important to have that clarity mm-hmm. that you're going to go or you're not going to go. So if you have okay. that clarity and then you've made a decision, you should be fully supported, no matter what. It's uh, it's also refreshing to know that you know the West Indies Cricket Board have uh, basically agreed and then said it's okay, no problem. We're going to go without you. 
indeed and they have been told you know it did not affect their career prospects in a very adverse manner sure. so that's also a mm. very good thing to hear now um, staying in the caribbean region cpl have submitted a proposal to stage the entire tournament in trinidad and tobago so they have basically made this proposal to the prime minister of trinidad and tobago keith rowley and they are awaiting a ratification or a confirmation because they need a lot of support from the government right yeah i mean i i don't know i mean uh, this is still uh, up for discussion right so this will probably the, be the first t20 tournament that will happen during the corona time so and if it does it might pay way for more such tournaments uh, especially ipl <laughs> well yeah. i mean well, you know what let's discuss that right now so uh, <laughs> we have just read it need not be cpl that is the first t20 tournament in the post corona era kiri so mm-hmm. given all things falling in place that t20 world cup in um, australia might get postponed and the asia cup might get postponed which are both held supposed to be held in september october there is a high likelihood ipl might be ipl 2020 might be hosted in september october season in the indian subcontinent so where it will be hosted mm-hmm. is again a challenge so whether it will be in a place like sri lanka or emirates both of whom have actually offered to host it right in a contained mm-hmm. manner mm-hmm. or in the indian Uh, subcontinent for example in india maybe in a limited number of venues maybe 3 maybe 4 right so this mm-hmm. is the other option so at least bcci president uh, ganguly has put it out mm-hmm. uh, in a letter to the state boards that is the province level cricket boards in india saying that uh, you know they are really considering this this is a real option for them because i think it also has an impact on the season the ranji season that is supposed to follow so they are already thinking about it so that means you know there is a high likelihood the ipl might happen in 2020 gray what are your thoughts then well i think it will be a challenge to um hold it in india uh, considering the numbers we have been seeing uh, i think we have crossed more than 300000 cases in india now although their recovery rate has been good and the number of fatalities is also not that high but i think we spoke about this offline about a community spread that is now happening in india and it might continue for some more time right. uh, so it remains to be seen so i think they will do a wait and watch uh, policy use that like they have been doing so far uh, but it it will be a bit difficult to hold it in september i think september in my opinion at least might be a bit too early uh, although the option of holding it in um, uh, in the emirates or in sri lanka might actually be okay because the both of them are small countries uh, and the the amount of traveling that you might need to do you know that that uh, that might be a bit less so if you were to hold it in india and you have to travel from one city to the other uh, you have to get into a flight you have to you know basically get out of a hotel uh, travel again and all that you can avoid that if you play in those small uh, smaller countries so that might be an option they have already held ipl uh, you know in uh, south africa way Uh, back i think it was in 2008 or 2009 i, I can't remember mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um so that has happened once so why not uh, but yeah i think it, that happening in india might not be so soon anyway but uh, it it's an option anyway wherever it's played it's uh, still ipl right right now it was also once held in emirates i think in 2014 if i'm not wrong that was also okay. the election year so okay. i would say yeah this is these are all likelihoods and in any case all of this will really depend on the t20 world cup being truly deferred so this decision has not yet been arrived at so in the mm-hmm. meeting that icc conducted recently they have come up with a decision to actually postpone the taking the decision to july because they are not yet <laughs> sure so it's, it's it's a bit of a yeah it's it's a bit of a disappointment really because it's late enough i would say june is late enough because then you would have to take the decision in july and it 
gives only about a 6 8 week turnaround time for at least cricket australia so based on that it mm-hmm. looks like it might be a postponement right but then in their mm-hmm. other meeting they did a couple of other important decisions at least so they have on an interim basis ratified two of the recommendation right the cricket committee that we had discussed in the last episode so one is that no saliva usage uh, for uh, mm-hmm. shining the ball sweat is allowed this is one thing the other decision that they have come up with is a covid 19 substitute right at least in test cricket mm-hmm. so these two they have already ratified on a temporary basis these are important ones the other one is that well india has been given us bit longer until the end of 2020 to secure the tax benefit that was required for them to host the cricket cricket uh, world cup the t20 cricket world cup in 2021 so all of these are still up in the air so i think we'll keep a close eye on these topics as they emerge out of the icc boardrooms and into newspapers mm-hmm. i must say i'm not waiting outside the boardroom but you know what i mean so <laughs> we'll have to see how this goes kiri but what do you think so world cup or no world cup this year i think there'll be no world cup to be absolutely honest i don't think there'll be a world cup uh, it's far too big a tournament the realistic thing that can happen is the india tour of australia mm-hmm. uh, later in the year uh, and before that we might have an ipl Uh, of that i'm not sure uh england west indies cricket that's a good start but uh, we we should see it i'm i'm more looking forward to the test series uh, uh, right now and then we'll we'll see i think as the cases progress and if there is a recovery if there is a vaccine even you know you never know because i think um there have been companies uh, in uk who are collaborating with that oxford university uh, lab where they are working on the prototype prototype of a vaccine uh where uh, you know clinical trials will begin i heard end of this month all right uh, and they are preparing themselves to be ready with about 2 billion vaccines good uh, by end of september if the vaccine works during the clinical tri- trial studies mm. and um so if we have vaccines why not and i, I also read that you know uh, our netherlands because we live in netherlands uh netherlands has been assured of 200 million doses if the vaccine was uh, made ready by uh, end of september oh. or before the end of the year and i think they have also made promises to other countries like india and uh, rest of the world mm. that there will be a certain number kept aside for them but anyway that's another discussion um so it depends on the vaccine progression how how they uh, develop the vaccine and how it's soon they can do it and if the vaccine is found out to be successful we might have cricket much earlier than uh, i anticipate so we have to keep an eye on that how the clinical trials will uh, uh, work out end of this month mm. no but sounds very 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 promising i have a few questions based on that what i just heard but i'll probably mm-hmm. park it to outside the you know the episode kiri so but nonetheless very very uh, positive news kiri so that's very nice um moving on you know you are also speaking india probably australia tour right so in the interim india were supposed to travel to sri lanka on june 24th which was sort of already foregone i don't know why they didn't already cancel this earlier but they have canceled it officially mm-hmm. on june 12th and also a tour of zimbabwe which was supposed to happen in august starting from august 22nd both have been cancelled by indian cricket board so unless india plays a t20 tournament in south africa or something that we were discussing in the previous episode it looks highly likely the next international cricket for india might be the australian tour gary yeah that might well be the case Uh, and this actually um, brings me to the point of keeping the players in good condition i don't know if the players need to prepare themselves they will have to start some sort of a camp right like uh, at the nca that they normally do and how long will that camp take place and will it start immediately or will they wait for a few more weeks or a few more months 
mm. uh, providing there is no IPL. If there is no IPL, they will have to do it much later. But how do players keep in shape? So that's probably another discussion, but uh, it's also a bit of a challenge for everybody right now. Nobody has seen uh, anything like this in, uh, ever before, and uh, we are all trying to figure out uh, on the go. So we'll see. Indeed. Uh, it, it, it's tough that, um, you know, sometimes when life becomes priority, sport takes a backseat, right? We discussed this. But in this case, most sports people, elite sports people are very highly motivated and they can keep, um, let's say, training nonetheless because that's their uh, daily bread, bread and butter, as they say. And also, I think mm-hmm. uh, I read an article that uh, Sridhar, R. Sridhar and Vikram Rathor, the support staff of the Indian national cricket team, men's national cricket team, they are they were sort of opining it takes you anywhere between five to six weeks after such a break, such an enforced break, rather it's a good thing, right? But afterwards, mm-hmm. it takes about maybe five to six weeks for even the most, you know, committed cricketer to get into purely test mode will take probably five to six weeks. So that means you can sort of work backwards, Gide. So if India were to leave mm-hmm. to Australia end of October, and if IPL were to be held sometime, end of September to third week of October, India would have to hold its uh, camps maybe, you know, end of July through August. And then you have mm-hmm. a small break and then you have IPL. That would make sense, right? But then it takes a lot of preparation because NCA would have to be readied and all these precautions that are already um, announced by ICC when it comes to playing in Corona times have to be taken into place. And NCA, as I said, a, a living quarters have to be arranged, all of this. So I think they're already probably discussing this even as we talk about it. But that's probably the way, if I were to be the person looking at it, that's how I would go, Giri. Yeah, I agree with you as well. I think, uh, as you said, we, if we work our way backwards, we don't have a lot of time uh, between now and uh, end of July. Uh, and uh, yeah, decisions, decisions have to be taken, but uh, at what cost? <laughs> so we'll see. I think we'll keep a close eye on it and uh, report it back right. during our next episode, hopefully. Shahid Afridi has been tested positive for COVID-19, Giri. It's unfortunate. Another mm-hmm. international cricketer or an ex-international cricketer. What is your thought? I think the other guy who was infected was Tofe Kumar, right? Was was he the guy? Tofe Kumar. I think uh, yes, Tofe Kumar was the other guy who was infected and now it's Shahid Afridi. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's a shame. I don't know um, if... Uh, I don't know where he got it from. Uh, doesn't he live in uh, Lahore or is he uh, in Peshawar? Uh, Shahid Afridi. I don't I'm know where not he too sure myself. I think it might be because, Lahore, But yeah. Because I read that Peshawar was becoming a sort of a hotspot okay. uh, of uh, infected uh, cases. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I, we wish him all the best and uh, hope for a speedy recovery. Indeed. You know, now I think the, we have to discuss the elephant in the room, Giri. I mean, uh, again, that was not a color-based reference. Mm-hmm. But uh, it looks like, you know, with all the protests that are going on worldwide, with racist mm-hmm. cultures that exist in our lives and in our you know in the world around us cricket has also picked up this chant and very prominent cricketers like gail sammy sangakkara are among the people who have raised their voices also women cricketers lisa Stalekar, many of them have raised their voices saying they faced racism establishment racism while they were playing cricket or they faced racism among different teams that they have represented and so on so you know out of this comes a very very you know disturbing sort of a news Sami has alleged that there was quite a lot of racism in the SRH camp, in the Sunrisers Hyderabad camp in 2014-15 series. I'll not call the name. I'll not call out the word. Everybody knows it's a Hindi word. And uh, he thought it was 
given as a respectful term but then he realized it's just a way of identifying him but that in itself is already racist so it's it's it, it, it it's a very deep discussion to get into but yeah what what are your thoughts on this is this a good uh, development happening currently well unfortunately <laughs> these developments are really bad mm-hmm. um no matter where they are happening uh the protest i fully understand uh, that uh, people are now speaking up uh, and uh, hopefully uh, the establishment is taking notice of it mm-hmm. uh, especially in us uh, unfortunate events there and i think this protest they have basically cascaded to in to to all over the world we had protests in amsterdam uh, you know in in every single place basically and i think the time is right uh, to speak about these things uh, to, to speak about atrocities uh, to people of color um in in the in the developed countries in the western world mm. i fully understand and it's also very unfortunate that sami Uh, now realizes that something like this might have happened in the past i i also read one of his tweets i think they they might have been um i think he was wishing probably vivias lakshman on his birthday and somebody replied to him uh, and i think that's basically triggered uh, everything that's happening right now and i think he was watching a comedy show a stand up comedy by uh, who is that guy hasan minaj i think indian american yeah indian american yeah hasan minaj uh, and that's when he came across this word unfortunately uh, and and then he understood that this meant something else and i i fully understand what he's going through and that's really bad there is no place for racism in any form of cricket any form of sport let alone uh, you know you, you there is no place for racism anywhere in the world we should not even be talking about color we should treat everybody equally uh what has happened is in the past i know uh and we still need to talk about it you know just take uh some step back take a step back here to what we witnessed when we were growing especially growing up in india uh we have seen this happen in our day to day life and when we were growing up as kids we were uh, told that certain certain person is you know uh, he's fair in color or you are a bit you are a, have a darker shade and there is another person who is you know he's is uh, on the other end of the spectrum when it comes to uh, the complexion and we have seen that happen in our in our personal lives at least i have experienced that and the guy or the person who has a certain fairer shade of uh, you know skin gets sometimes uh, preference Uh, when it comes to you know you, we we even seen that happen in indian marriages everybody wants to have a partner who is fair you know fair looking and we have all these products uh, being sold in india which promise that you know the 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 complexion of the skin will change they will convert you from a person of one color to another or to a fairer shade so this is all complete you know as they say in uh, this is bollocks as they say everybody wants it uh, in india but nobody speaks about it when something like this happens people kind of implicitly agree that racism is rampant in our society and the way we fight it is basically change the way we look you know apply something on the skin so that we look differently and that is a completely wrong way of looking at things we have to as a society wake up identify that there is a cruelty like this happening to everybody not just in india all over the world and um you know uh, ma- basically <laughs> uh, ensure that this doesn't happen in the future at least uh, how do we do that that's that's the next point how do we do that it comes through it comes through education thanks thankfully we were all educated and 
we didn't uh, look at these things uh, from the perspective that is presented to uh, in everybody uh, in india for example but with education uh, from a very young age kids must be taught that you know this is all okay you, you, you i mean you have different breeds of dogs different breeds of cats different breeds of tigers uh, white tiger you know uh, uh, sundarban tiger bengal tiger all these things so it's also okay to have people who look differently and they should not be discriminated based on the color of their skin especially so these things should be educated to people from a very young age and hopefully this starts a new revolution just like it did back in the mid 20th century with uh, martin luther king mm. in the us mm. right so i think this will start a new movement and hopefully it has already begun and we will see uh, the whole world progress uh, towards a better society when it comes to inclusivity right so that is very important i think it's essential that these protests happen but it's also very unfortunate that the protests are now becoming violent and there is property damage uh, and uh, vilification of you know uh, innocent people and i i i saw this morning on the news that some people were uh, you know uh, urinating on certain uh, important monuments oh. and that, that doesn't make sense right it's, this is actually in central london right uh, but i think this is things are getting out of hand to stop or to conclude my rant what i in the end want to say is there is no place for uh, dis- racial discrimination on this planet it should stop and hopefully this movement will uh, take us in the right direction uh, where uh, we live in a you know fairer society uh, no pun intended i mean fair in every sense yeah i totally agree with you there um, just a couple of my thoughts one uh, sure there is a beautiful article written by sambit bal and the uh, staff of quickinfo where he highlights all of these how in an south asian society how this this sort of a color based racism is so ingrained and we don't even realize we we sort of do it on a day to day basis right this one is a very good article it can open your eyes if because hmm. it's about it comes down to every individual then looking at himself or herself or themselves hmm. and then going through their own words and the way they behave and how they talk to certain individuals and then understanding that some of it is probably racist because it's just what you do normally and you don't realize it actually has a racist uh, background or something so it's about coming up and understanding that and then eliminating it out of your life so this has to happen at a very active level within the society and people have to just um, sort of look at their own words their behavior and weed the things that appear racist out of it right so this is this is what i can say moving on from one slightly uh, controversial topic to another a uh, certain sir jeffrey boycott from england who's never you know who's never afraid to call a spade a garden uh, implement <laughs> has actually come back and uh, you know he's come up with fairly fairly um, antagonistic words here because he says he would prefer that only former male cricketers be allowed for providing expert analysis on Uh, you know tv commentary or radio commentary so this has sparked off a, a real tirade from all parts of cricketing uh, world because for example ex australian captain lisa stalker has really hit back at jeffrey boycott's comments she says even international cricket played by women is still considered international cricket they also have played in international cricket they should be allowed right i've often found uh, people like isa guha and lisa stalker whenever they speak even i've heard once or twice mithali raj talk about it and they appear like very knowledgeable people and there's nothing wrong if they were to actually sit in a commentary box i will not take names of certain commentators i'm sure you know whom we mean 
they are ex international cricketers and they are current commentators but they are terrible i would rather have somebody who has played the game up to a certain level or maybe not even having played the game at a very high level but has an intricate understanding of the game mm-hmm. to comment on the game the absolute case in point is harsha bogle for me giri what do you think about it yeah harsha bogle i mean i, I don't know if he played competitive cricket mm-hmm. he might have played some for some of, uh, form of cricket when he was young but he was not in the ranji side in uh, for hyderabad for example i i i'm guessing i i don't know no you're right but he didn't play a lot of Agreed. yeah he didn't play a lot of cricket so and he is one of the most Indeed. astute observers of the game and uh, with his wit wisdom and uh, sharp tongue he can cut you in half uh, without you knowing it and he is equally skilled at uh, identifying a bowler's weakness or a batsman's strength and all that so he is yeah as you said case in point and i've also i mean to add to what you said uh, i've also heard commentary by isago and she's extremely good i think she's very good uh, when mm. it comes to analyzing things and people like her should be given more opportunities well, it should not be again it comes to discrimination you should not discriminate based on gender you should not do any sort of discrimination like that but you should look at uh, people and hire them on merit you know if they are really really good analysts then hire them it shouldn't matter whether you're a man or a woman right so it, i think sir jeffrey boycott um, may have yeah uh, spoken a bit too much uh, on this occasion but uh, yeah he he's outspoken we all know that uh, maybe it's time for him to you know quieten a little bit you know keep it uh, to himself keep all these things to himself especially in these times now nah, it has been it has been as such that bbc has not renewed his contract with the uh, test match special for the upcoming couple of seasons so that seems like that he's almost 80 mm-hmm. right so it's time for him to retire and sit at home see i would only say his comments need to be treated with that respect you would give to your grandfather's comments or grandmother's comments somebody from that generation and nothing more there will be a certain amount of you know antagonistic nature to that yeah. and this guy never never you know as they say if he saw a hornet's nest he would probably take the stick and go towards it so it's okay yeah that's what i would say so yeah it uh, time for him to probably retire and enjoy the retirement yeah so moving on it looks like uh, cricket south africa is not able to clear house uh, tabang moro who was uh, the former chief executive who's been suspended with pay since december there has been no action there has been a disciplinary committee that's been running there is a acting chief executive so they are running the cost of the disciplinary committee they are paying the ex or soon to be ex chief executive and they are paying an interim chief executive so all three are concurrently running so he's just been drawing his salary for the last 6 8 months and sitting at home the new chief executive is working so basically they are trying to get him to quit and it's not happening so they have instituted a, commit, a committee to look into it and all of these are running parallelly so this has given a lot of uh, pain to south african cricketers association looks like and they are saying you have set a deadline you are continuously postponing it this means lot of money is lost it looks like the board is already in a lot of uh, trouble their numbers are in red for a while now so something has to give here so that's what the saka chief executive andrew bretska was saying that you know they are treating this as a convenient excuse the covid-19 thing but this should have been sorted out in a couple of weeks it's already been 6 months what's going on and so on and so on so uh, it's an interesting article i'll not go into it but all in all it looks like there is a little bit of entrenchment Mm-hmm. from mr uh, moros supporters and somehow they have to be rooted out otherwise it's going to take a lot more time and it's going to cost south african cricket a lot more money and mm-hmm. in another uh, rather sad news wasant raiji who was exactly 100 a centurion has passed away he was the oldest surviving first class cricketer in india he had played um, towards the beginning of second world war and a little bit after that and he basically lived uh, as a 
you know a cricket analyst and he wrote book, books and cricket historian as well so yeah we would offer condolences to his family but i think he's he's lived very well he's lived up to 100 and his memory will be a it's it's a good guiding light for those you know who played cricket or who will be playing cricket so it's um, a sad thing but uh, we hope he rests in peace wherever he is moving on in a couple of you know nice uh, uplifting news um yunus khan has been appointed a pakistan batting coach former pakistan captain yunus khan who is probably also very successful in his england sojourns has been uh, named as a batting coach so he adds a lot of weight to a very very um, you know knowledgeable pakistan uh, dressing room gire so you have uh, misbahul haq as the head coach you have wakar yunus as the bowling coach and you have yunus khan as the batting coach and wait for it when they land in england they have mushtaq ahmed waiting to be the spin coach what do you say about this yeah it looks very good on paper fantastic uh, lineup they have right and i think yunus khan they had, i think there was no better person than yunus khan i think he was one of the best uh, test batsmen they had of the previous generation mm-hmm. uh, and he's mm-hmm. also equally technically very good uh, and he knows a thing or two <laughs> about batting for sure Indeed. and i've also seen a couple of his interviews uh, i think shoaib akhtar on his youtube channel i think he had a, an interview of him and i heard some insightful things uh, when he spoke uh, it's a good choice uh, and he he also has a very calm head so i think he can deal with the younger lot uh, better than uh, yeah better than uh, anybody right now i would say so we wish uh, yunis khan all the best and uh, hopefully he can return uh, pakistan you know uh, to playing at their best uh, when it comes to their batting especially indeed and uh, you know good batting will definitely be a requirement they always have good bowlers yeah. No yeah, doubt, yeah. for succeeding in england so it's going to be an interesting uh, tournament or an in- interesting test series coming up in england mm-hmm. right so they'll be playing in england after um, west indians are done so it's going to be a very interesting tour i would I, i dare say this is one of the best locally sourced coaching setup that uh, you know pakistan cricket board could have come up with this is very good from that uh, on to some little bit of a fopa So it looks like five leading Indian cricketers have received NADA notices. So NADA is National Anti-Doping Agency, which always keeps track of where cricketers were at any at any given point in time, and there are there are always spot tests that they have to submit their themselves to. So due to some password glitch, apparently a BCCI official has said that they were not able to upload the relevant, let's say, whereabouts of at least five cricketers. So it it includes Cheteshwar Pujara, Ravindra Jadeja, K L Rahul, and then Smriti Mandana. and deepthi sharma so five so three from uh, men's and two from women's really top cricketers in india they have been uh, flagged by nada so i hope this is just a fopa from what it looks like so uh, they are not able to log into the site to upload their whereabouts or something and the deadline has passed out and therefore it's now going to be uh, fixed i guess so just a small fopa from bcci so i thought uh, we always uh, like to you know stick it to the man so why not yeah <laughs> technical glitch happens everywhere so bcc apparently is uh, also a place where it happens so yeah it should be okay it's not like something that uh, prithvisha got so this is okay right right interesting example i i don't think i'll go too much into that because i have some interesting thoughts about it no 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 i just meant it as a joke no right now moving on to the trivia section so the trivia question from the last episode i i would like to spend a couple of minutes this has a wonderful story giri so The question was, which Indian cricketer was gifted a Grey Nichols bat by the Australian Cricket Board in the 1977-78 tour, you now recognizing his achievements with the bat? So, would you like to tell us who it was and what the story around it is, Kiri? 
so i think it's uh, bhagwat chandra shekhar uh, mm-hmm. the famous indian leggy leg spinner um, fantastically talented he had a defect in his bowling arm he had a polio attack when he was a kid so he could bowl those amazing leg spinners and googlies at will and also not at will he wouldn't know what uh, the ball would be when he delivered it right until it landed so there were some examples there uh, people talking about how skilled a player he was i think he picked up some 242 wickets in the test matches that he played but anyway he also had uh, he had a blemished record when it came to his batting so he had so many ducks in his career i think only uh, the new zealand bowler what's his name chris martin i think he was the only other guy who had... courtney walsh took him as well eventually courtney walsh okay courtney walsh chris martin these guys had more uh, test ducks but until then he had or at the end of his career i think he had 23 test ducks and that was the highest when he retired especially on that tour uh, he apparently had four ducks so when they came over to uh, uh, play in uh, melbourne when he came out to play in that match uh, the uh, the australian cricket board uh, jokingly gifted him a bat with a hole in it <laughs> to indicate uh, how good a player he was um, so in the end he finished with a test average overall average of 4.07 so that's way low for anybody uh, playing international cricket um, so i think let's all remember him for how good a bowler he was than <laughs> how terrible a batsman he was in the end so i think uh, a fantastic cricketer uh, who is is i think he's now in his 70s right and i happen to uh, i happen to well me, not meet him but i saw him personally face to face last year when i was in bangalore nah. so we had a small community uh, gathering uh, and he was also invited uh, and i saw him there he he has a disability in his legs he, he can't walk properly because of that unfortunate accident he had yeah. after his career uh, but he is still very uh, you know active so he still speaks very nicely he was uh, he 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 is a bit of an introvert but he when he speaks he speaks uh, you know weighted words let's just say but uh, it was good to see him last year um, so yeah so we we all remember anil kumble but i think before anil kumble there was uh, bs chandrashekar the one and only leg spinner who was so successful in uh, uh, test cricket for india indeed yeah he was really not known for his batting there are not two ways around it and uh, i think times have changed you know uh, back then it was acceptable that they, he would be given a bat with a hole in it and everybody would laugh <laughs> i don't think uh, agarkar or the rest of the touring party would have appreciated it as much as to what happened in 2003 right he were to be given such a bat especially agarkar agarkar has uh, a century to his name at lords and even tendulkar doesn't indeed, indeed. and even tendulkar doesn't have a century there oh yeah so oh yeah don't get started don't get me started there <laughs> right now i mean i'll close this with a nice anecdote it's a it's an urban legend it's not been proven nobody's ever confirmed it but apparently once in england while they were on tour uh, chandrashekar was padded up and ready to go to bat and a wicket fell so he got up to go walking and he started getting down the steps then somebody picked the phone up in the dressing room and they said who's speaking so the person on the other side said i'm uh, mrs chandrashekar can i have a word with him they said hang on he's coming back it's just a ball or two it's a very very famous anecdote because those days you know making a trunk call or so called overseas call is to be very costly they said just hang on he's just coming back it's just two balls so it's that bad with him so this is a very famous anecdote they say it's urban legend of course unproven so moving on with the trivia question from this episode so which country holds the record for the most consecutive tests without a draw so you don't have to go 
too far back because you know a uh, lot of tests without a draw is a fairly recent phenomenon only in the last 20 25 years have we really seen this previously in through various uh, generations we've seen a lot of draws but which country holds the record for the most number of continuous tests without a draw this is the question and i think the answer comes down to two or three countries and it can be easily worked out so if you know the answer or if you would like to take a guess at the answer do get in touch with us uh, we are twitter at armchair cricket pod via mail armchair.cricket at gmail.com or you could leave it as a comment on the various you know podcast platforms on which we are available all of the list of those is in the episode notes also you could always get in touch with us if you have a thought or if you would like to you know uh, share any interesting anecdotes or stories about cricket so we always look forward to hearing from you and it always gives us a fillip and uh, well it looks like international cricket is on the way back and we are really really eagerly awaiting and if so are you do get in touch with us we can have a chat about it having said all that it's a goodbye from me and it's a goodbye from him bye bye you're listening to the armchair cricket podcast